What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Jury One Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Felice. This is episode number 14. This is our first episode since right before Halloween when I had Paul on for fantasy football talk. Uh, yeah, so we, we, we got a lot to talk about in this pod. We got to catch up, you know. It is let's let's first and most importantly let's say what the day is. Today is now Tuesday, January fifth, twenty twenty one, here in the morning. And to, you're watching this on Wednesday, January, um, yeah, Wednesday, January sixth. I thought I had my dates right there. You're watching this on Wednesday, January sixth, twenty twenty one. So we got a big show. We got a lot to talk about. Like fantasy football is over with now. Yeah, so we had fantasy football. The tenth ever season just ended. Uh, Jaron Johnson finally wins, and he is our guest today. Jaron, who was in the seventh year, finally won his first championship over me. I was in my first playoffs since since 2014. It was weird. Last time I made the playoffs in 2014 in fantasy football, same four teams were in the same three other teams were in the playoffs: Andrew, Paul, and Jaron. And they're all in it this year. Different matchups. We'll talk. I'll talk about that. Um, Andrew, he had, he had a great defending champ year. We're going to talk about him. He had a great year. You know, he got upset by Jaron in the semifinals. We'll talk about that. You know, big storylines. There was uh, some big trades. I got some big trades to talk with Jaron here today. Uh, Paul, 0-5, made the playoffs. First ever, you know, that was the first ever team to make the playoffs in Jerry one Fantasy Sports as an 0-5 team. We'll talk about Paul Surge and Taysom Hill drama. Yes, there was some huge Taysom Hill drama in week 11. So we'll get into that. Taysom Hill on Jeremy's team. And now uh, fantasy basketball is underway. Yeah, it is a week three right now. And uh, and uh, Kyle and Sam looking like the favorites right now. Uh, Larry and Mike, though, they were the best two teams in week two. We'll talk about that. So we got fantasy football recapping up the season. We got fantasy basketball, a little preview. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to get a little draft preview since it's a couple weeks out now. Uh, and then fantasy hockey. It's coming here soon. There might be a draft this week. Look out for a text message. But anyway, Jaron Johnson's on the show, the 2020 Jerry One Fantasy Football Champion. We're going to talk to Jaron. We're going to talk about his season. So, uh, yeah, episode 14 is underway. Looks like a good one. This is the Jerry One Fantasy Sports Podcast. Jaron's going to come on in a second. But first, let's just talk about my new setup here. I didn't mention it in the intro, but uh, yeah, so I got a new laptop, new editing system, and a new desk. So, I got my PlayStation over here. I can't really show you in the closet in the back. You know, I think it's a cool setup. I think it's finally, we finally found our way. Just need to get some trophies, get some in the back. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about fantasy football. Let's throw the standings up right there. So, you see the standings, and uh, Andrew, what a season, 10-2. and two. You know, he was the favorite all year round. But when you first look at those standings, you see all the 6-6 six and six teams. Yes, we had five 6-6 six and six teams. The 6-6 six six team had never made a 10-man league playoffs in fantasy football, and that dates back to 2017. So three of them made it this year. I still haven't got the two-seat because I had a point tiebreaker over all the other six and six teams. Paul had the same tiebreaker. Jaron also had the same tiebreaker. And, it, you know, we'll talk about some of the collapses, I guess. I mean, before we get into Jaron's run, let's talk about some of the collapses. Justin Hillwa. I mean, how am I not starting with Fletch? But I'm going to start with Justin Hillwa. He was in the playoffs. He was looking for his first 10-minute league playoff like I was this year. Now he's the only 
owner to not make a 10 man league playoffs. Justin, all he had to do, he had everything else working for him. All he had to do was beat, you know, a struggling, a struggling pack team in week 11 or a struggling Josh team in week 12. And he didn't. Justin, root for it. I just don't know what, you, what else you need. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was right there for you. All he had to do was win one of those final two games, and he didn't. Fletch, five and two for the second straight year. And for the second straight year, Fletch did not finish over 500. So that's a collapse. And I think most importantly, it came with the Taysom Hill drama. So if you don't know what happened, week 11 comes around. Drew Brees is hurt. And Taysom Hill gets a surprising start. And Taysom Hill and ESPN during the season has been listed as a quarterback and a tight end. And he doesn't really score that many points, but now when he's a starting quarterback, people expect him to score more. ESPN didn't know what to do with it. They left him in the lineup. Jeremy, he was on Jeremy's team. He played me week 11, and he got to have two starting quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and Taysom Hill. And at the start of this year, you know, he had drafted Rodgers and Hillwin, you know, figuring out who to play, who would have figured Taysom Hill would be in there. And Taysom Hill beat me week 11. But then in week 12, the final week of the regular season, the most important weeks of the regular season, ESPN takes the tight end tag off of him and leaves him in the spot until, you know, like me as a commissioner had to step in and I had to step in and I allow it because he was listed as a tight end. That's fine. Even against me in week 11, I lost a huge game. I could have got in that week. I Luckily enough, I had points and got in the next week. And I took him out of Jeremy's lineup. He's not a tight end. He can't be in the tight end spot. He has been creating some drama. And Fletch, you know, after that, you know, Fletch was going to play Jeremy week 12. And, you know, he didn't want to get screwed by that. The only thing that hurt Fletch is that he also lost. He ended up still losing against Jeremy in week 12, even with Taysom Hill out of his lineup in the tight end spot. And which ultimately eliminated Fletch from the playoffs. You know, but really not Taysom Hill playing in Jeremy or not playing in Jeremy's lineup is what her Fletch. What her Fletch was that he had a son in Elvin Kamara, and his numbers just dramatically went down when Taysom Hill became the starting quarterback. So that hurt Fletch all around, and he didn't get to enjoy Kamara's six touchdowns in the final week of fantasy season. So it's a collapse by Fletch. It's a collapse by Justin. Um other guys like Jeremy, and they would, you know, Jeremy start off. Jeremy was looking like the best team for a few weeks of the season. People forget. But uh, Jeremy, you know, lost a bunch in a row. I believe it was six games in a row, five games in a row. I'll look it up. But Jeremy lost, had a big losing streak there. And, uh, you know, Josh never really got it going. He was hot early on, looked promising. Same Pat looked promising. But they, they just, you know, like Jeremy did not. Played so hot in the middle of the season. And uh, Fletch still could have got in at 6-6. Six and six. What hurt Fletch was a McAleese win over Jaron in week 12. Because if, because if Jaron had won that week over Matt in week 12, he would have got the two seed. I would have had the points over Paul, would have got the three seed. And Fletch had a head-to-head over Paul. Fletch would have got the 14. Paul would have been out of the playoffs. So, you know, Fletch, obviously you want to win in games where you have to win, but 
you know, Matt beating Jaron uh, didn't help, and it didn't help Matt's case either. But uh, it did for uh, it did help Matt to make it from Sunday night to Monday night of that final week of the regular season. That's all that did. Uh, but you know, Jaron, let's talk about Jaron. We're gonna talk about Jaron a bit. So I don't want to over talk about Jaron because we're gonna have him on the show here. But uh, you know, Jaron had that big trade with Pat. Uh, it was, I believe, on October 23rd is when it was accepted. October 28th, it finally went through during week seven, pretty close to the trade deadline. Um, and uh, Jaron got Miles Gaskin and Jonathan Taylor from Pat. Pat got Keen Allen and Leonard Fournette from Jaron. And uh, Jaron had Miles Gaskin and, and uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor starting in his lineup the final week of the reg- of the season against me in the playoffs, in the finals. Final week of the finals, he had them both starting. So seemed to turn work out for Darren. Darren, you know, him and Andrew played a high-scoring semifinals while me and Paul played a lower-scoring semifinals. I lucked out with the first win over Paul ever in Jerry One Fantasy Sports playoffs. Jaron got his second win in fantasy football in the playoffs over Andrew. And then Andrew and Paul met in the third-place game. And it is the fourth straight third-place game in as many years that Russo has been represented, and the Russos have now lost three straight third-place games. Andrew has now won two third-place games, 2018, the Doug Martin Christmas Eve game, and 2020 this year. And Paul has played, has lost two straight third-place games, but he's had to play the regular season scoring champ in both third-place games, Matt last year and now Andrew this year. So that's not some good luck for Paul. Andrew does not lose money for the third straight year. Jaron's now the richest owner in Jerry One Fantasy Sports, and I'm second. Paul's still third overall in all of Jerry One. But that's really it. Fantasy football, Taysom Hill drama, some collapses, some playoff droughts ending like me. First time I made it since 2014. Jaron, first time he made it since 2017. Andrew and Paul make it for the third straight year. Matt was trying to make the third straight year as well. So they the dominance for those three is amazing. Uh, Jaron's proven he's a top top of the line owner. Jeremy, Josh, and Pat didn't have the best years. You know, that's really it for all the owners. You know, it's the end of an era. You know, it's the end of the first decade of Jaron with fantasy football as we head into the 11th year next year. Uh, so it's a fresh start for a lot of us. You know, me, Justin, and Fletch, who didn't find a championship in the first 10. You know, Fletch was only there for four, but me and Justin were there for all 10. Uh, Jaron did, you know, seven years found one. Jeremy found one in seven years. And then Andrew found one in 10. Pat found one in 10. And Matt and Paul were the only ones to find multiples in the 10 years. We move on to year 11 in 2021. Uh, not sure who was the favorite. Still got a draft to do. <laughs> but uh yeah, so it's a really good year of the tenth year. Drew and fantasy football. It's a big league. Uh and you know, I'm six hundred dollars went Jaron's way. You know, the biggest money prize ever in Jerry and Fantasy Sports history. And that's only gonna go up, I would think. I would think it's gonna go up not next year, but uh it, you know, maybe by year twenty. We'll see. But that's it for Jerry Fantasy Football tenth year. We're closing it up. Uh, you know. Hopefully we'll get the podcast rolling a little bit more during the season next year. But uh, I had fun. Best year I've had in a while. It was, it was a weird year. Glad we got it in. A little nervous about that. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to keep talking for fantasy football here. We'll talk basketball at the end of the show. Uh, I'll talk basketball at the end of the show. But let's keep talking football. As here is now our conversation 
here is my conversation with Jaron Johnson. We just finished up our 10th season of Jerry One Fantasy Football. And then my guest today was his eighth year, or seventh year, going into his eighth year next year, his seventh year in the league. And he beat me in the 2020 Jerry One Fantasy Football Finals. So it's a little awkward talking to him right now. But <laughs> Jaron Johnson, the 2020 Jerry One Fantasy Football Champion. First of all, Jaron, how does that feel just to hear that? It's awesome, man. So excited. Uh, it was. I thought I thought I was gonna lose because I thought Derek Derek Henry was gonna win it for you because you know it's Derek Henry just wins fantasy championships for people but it was it was fun at least uh, our team's first week kind of scored low but then the second week we all had a little more excitement but it's it's awesome to win so I'm happy yeah we're gonna talk about your team um but first of all where are you coming from today I'm in Greenville right now at my parents' house so. Uh, be here for a couple more weeks and I'm heading back to uh big old Milwaukee, Wisconsin, finish up some school. Is this your last year at Marquette? Yeah. Hopefully. You're gonna be a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Hopefully it's we're hoping for it. All right. But uh yeah, so Jaron, you uh you were actually the first ever expansion and Jerry won fantasy sports. You came into the football league back in twenty fourteen with Jeremy Fredenberg. You were in 2014. You were the number one seed, but you were one and done by the hands of Paul in the semifinals. Le'Veon Bell. 2015. You were the three seed, one and done in the playoffs by the hands of Paul once again. 2016. You were the four seed, one and done in the playoffs once again. And the, the old, uh, I guess we should say infamous now, the old <laughs> infamous Justin Hilla beating you in the semifinals game in 2016. 2017 was the first year of the 10-man league. You were the two seed that year. You'd been every seed four straight years. You, beat, you finally beat Fletch that year in the playoff. Got your first playoff win. But you lost to Josh. We'll talk about that matchup with Josh in a second. But uh, 2018, a terrible year. 3-9. That was a bad year. 2019, 7-5. Wasn't good enough for the playoffs. But then here in 2020, 6-6 six six was actually good enough for the playoffs for you this year. And yeah, you played Andrew in the semifinals, 10 and 2, defending champ, regular season scoring champ. He was number one seed. You took him down. And then it, you, you played me in the finals. I hadn't been in the playoffs in six years, but uh, I had Derrick Henry on my team. He led Andrew to a championship last year. You took me down. You're now the richest owner in all of Jerry One Fantasy Sports with 400 bucks. Jaron, what's your thoughts on the whole season? Uh, it was fun. Like, uh, just the new PPR league made it fun. I knew my team had a chance. Like, last time I was here, I said, just get us in. We could win. And uh, our team was good enough to win. I was happy, you know. Shout out to Jonathan Taylor and Miles Gaskin. Shout yeah. out to Pat Russo for that. Yes, Pat Russo did. Uh, there was a big trade. Uh, it was during week seven, it was on October 23rd. It got official on October 28th. You traded Keenan Allen and Leonard Fournette for Pets, Miles Gaskin, and Jonathan Taylor, who both started in your lineup on the final week of the season against me. What do you, I mean, what was, what was your, what was your thinking at first with that trade? Do you think it was going to be that successful? 
Yeah, I thought I love Jonathan Taylor. I thought the Colts just didn't know how to use him uh, when he kind of went through that stale period. And Miles Gasson had always been the lead back, but I, I was at the point in the season when I had I think I had Michael Thomas coming back. I thought um, Amari Cooper and I had Justin Jefferson. So I was like, I have the ability to give up one wide receiver to go get some running backs because I had none because Mixon was hurt and J Rob really was my only guy. Shout out J Rob if he ever watches. Um, but, yeah, um, I had to make a move for a running backs, and uh, that was Pat needed some wide out, and Fournette kind of helped a little bit, I guess, but uh, some people would disagree. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it was a good trade, I think, for both of us. I mean, it gave Pat a little more, uh, little more wide receiver depth, and then me, you know, I had the running back. So, and then obviously it worked for me with Jonathan Taylor and, Miles Gaskin just going off, but also the guy who needs to get love for the finals is my name is Jeff Jeff Wilson. He uh, he had a big time game. I can want to say thank you to him too. Yes, he did. And uh, one guy who actually helped out with your team all year long was Travis Kelsey. Oh man! Oh, then I said we're going to talk about that Josh matchup back in 2017 when you lost in the finals. Last year we were in the playoffs, and you had Travis Kelsey that year, and. Uh, Josh, a lot of people, a lot of owners in this league would think Josh had one weak spot on that team. He was a really good team that year, and it was tight end. You traded him, Travis Kelsey, to Josh's team for Devontae Freeman. I know you were struggling for running backs that year. You were playing, I believe, like two Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Uh, and that was before McCaffrey. And uh, and you, uh, you traded Kelsey, and you met Josh in the finals, and Kelsey – I'm pretty sure I had a pretty good finals that year, and he beat. Yeah, when I, well, I don't that, think about that. I, I didn't say it, but you got Travis Kelsey back this year, and you made your redemption with him, and you won this year. How's it feel when you have redemption with Travis? Well, one thing is we'll never give up Travis Kelsey again because that man's just a a machine who's going to get you, especially PPR, will get you 20 points at least. Um, but yeah, we don't want to talk about that trade. That 2017 was it 2017. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that. That was uh, dark days. That was, yeah, you're right. We had, I think, two Panthers. I think it was Jonathan Stewart. And <laughs> Who's back? it might have been McCaffrey's rookie year. I don't know. Um, it was uh, I was double stacking Panthers. That just shows you how struggling we were. And I think I had Gronkowski, too. So it was when Gronk was peak Patriots. So I was like, yeah, ah. that's, that's why you did it is because you had the two tight ends. And so you could put Gronk there. But uh I've never again. Travis Kelsey, if he's on my team, which hopefully will be every year, never, never letting him go. No, you, you, you've always been a big trading guy. Do you feel like you've changed? Like you're not as aggressive. I know you made a huge trade this year. It helped a lot. Gaskin, Taylor. Do you feel like you're not as aggressive anymore trading? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, still always looking for him, but just gotta look for the right ones now. Not so. Uh, not so aggressive, like hopefully mistake make mistakes like that. Uh, hopefully not making mistakes like the Kelsey trade. A little more thinking, a little more future, you know, dependent. So, I think I think we'll toned it down a little more to the point where we, we make good trades. We don't make Devonta Freeman for Travis Kelsey trades. Devonta Freeman was decent back then, but uh, you know, it just Travis Kelsey was huge. But uh, you already mentioned Jeff Wilson Jr. James Robinson, these additions you had, 
Jalen Hurts, you briefly mentioned. And let's talk a little bit about him. You had Russell Wilson. He was your six-round draft pick quarterback. He started for you most of the year. And week 16 comes around. You're down six points to me, remember. You got to remember I had the lead. I, I still think about that Monday night, man. I could have been up 30, 40 points. Big Ben, the whole Steelers. They just, I don't know what happened against the Bengals in week 15. But, Shut uh, up, drunk. <laughs> yeah, and I only had a six-point lead, and that might have been the turning point. I think it was a turning point in the finals. But uh, Russell Wilson, you uh, you benched him going into week 16, and he gave Jalen Hurts his first ever Jerry one start. What are your thoughts on that decision? And Russ was horrible. And, like, fantasy-wise, he was just amazing for, like, the first six weeks. He was getting, like, 30s, plus 25 points a game. And then, I don't know, what their offense just became kind of stagnant and stale in fantasy terms. And, I don't know, he was just not doing anything for me. I think he was a big part, too. I thought he'd have a decent day in that first week of our finals, and he threw up, like, 11 points. I mean, I can't talk because you had Big Ben, but yeah, – but, um, yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts, I thought, brought a little more fantasy value because he could run. He had a little better floor. Russell Wilson just really depends on his arm. And uh, I don't know. I think, you know, I, I thank Russ for the, the good year. First half he had leading my team, kind of giving us a chance for the playoffs. But then uh, we, we turned it to the young rook to carry us home. And I was, I was a little nervous with Jalen the last week because he got screwed on a couple bad calls by refs. But, you know. Still got there. Yeah, I thought you made some great additions this year. Um, you always went out for that running back. When a guy went hurt, like when McCaffrey got hurt again, you went out and got Mike, Mike, Mike Davis. Davis. Yeah. Um, when uh, Drake went out for a little bit, you went out and picked up Edmonds. And uh, when Moser went out, and you went up and got Jeff Wilson. So you were always around the ball. And you got to remember, this is a Jaron team that didn't even have Michael Thomas the whole year. Basically. Yeah, Joe Mixon. Yeah, Joe Mixon, but uh, I don't know. We don't. Joe Mixon wasn't very good. <laughs> no, not, not the way Taylor and uh, Gaskin were playing, and uh, you could throw in any of them running backs in there, and you would have been very successful. And my guy of the year was James Robinson. I can't believe. Yes, yes, that that, man. Might, that might be the biggest pickup of the entire. I think that was comparable to when Josh won in seventeen and picked up Camara. Yeah, and Camara led him to the to yeah. the promised land. Shout out to uh, Curtis Ireland for saying James Robinson's not good, will never be good. Finished as a top five running back if he didn't get hurt. So, shout out, Kurt. He's yeah. wrong, per usual. It's not the first time he's been wrong before. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> um, is this the best Jaron team you've had in the seven years? Um, I don't know. I think the most – complete team I guess like we had a quarterback that was capable um running backs were pretty stout wide receivers could have been better if Michael Thomas wasn't a big softy just would have played said he's worried about his ankle and then punching his teammates (laughs) um and a tight end I mean one thing I'll say over here at the fleece household uh Matt Felice uh, has said that he is very impressed with your team and he compares it to his dominating 2018 12-2 12-2 and two team that won it all that year. He compares it to that team, so that's pretty good. Wow, that's some high praise. Appreciate that from the Matt Mariner Hawks franchise. No. <laughs> you know, you know two-time champ, but uh, 
like I said, this is the tenth year of Jerry One Fantasy Football, and but it was only the first year. You briefly mentioned it of PPR. What were your thoughts on PPR in year one? It was awesome. I loved it. Definitely made the games a little more interesting. Um, you know, awesome even high if you had, yeah, yeah, it was. We were putting out a lot of high scores. I mean, Andrew's team was unreal week to week, and then I got the, I got the luck of it this two week or the first week of the playoffs when he just kind of chilled out, but my team went off. But yeah, I mean, PPR put a bunch of high scoring games, uh, made it a little more interesting. Definitely when you're watching too, if a guy got a catch, you're like, all right, that's a point. That's a point. Instead of worried about getting 10 yards every play. Yeah. Uh, but I liked, I liked the PPR and definitely, definitely something, you know, I think everyone should do. Gives a little yeah, more. I think it's, I think it's gone over well, even the people that, we're a little against it at first. I think if I'm I'm around on it, but uh, I hope they would. Yeah, because I th- I think it's here to stay. So I don't, I don't see where it's going where it's going to be voted down anytime soon. But uh, and like I said, it is your eighth year next year. Can you believe that? Eighth year. Oh, that's crazy. It feels. I remember the uh, first draft we did for Jerry. One, it was crazy. It was like uh, I didn't really know what to do. They got oh, that. have the number one pick that year too, I think. It might and like been. Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's just crazy because we've known each other since high school, but you didn't join this league until college. So, yeah, that makes me really feel old. Eight years ago was just college. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even make the cut for high school. These guys yeah. over here, Jerry, one, they're, they're strict for their guidelines. We didn't, for- we didn't know what we had. All right. We didn't know what we had. But, uh, <laughs> So we're saying – I'm saying it, and I've said it in my articles. 11th year next year, it's a new era, first decade's in the books, new decade, got one championship right at the end there. I'm still looking for my first. Justin's still working for his first. Fletch yeah, is still 1-0. working for his 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. That's an inside thing for uh, Justin Hill. Justin Hill. Uh, <laughs> but uh, – what what are your thoughts on this league heading into a new era? Um, I think the league's in good hands. Good to the, good to have a little some little tweaks, you know. Maybe go to decimal scoring with PPR because I don't know. I think that'd be a little limit the ties and close games. But um, what else? Maybe an expansion we could see. I'd always be down to be twelve team. You know, some people are against that, but no you know, more we got than some, twelve though. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'd want to do like more than that. I think twelve is a good number. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think if you get past twelve, that's when it's like chaotic, and you got like one good player for the week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think twelve would be a good number if we were to expand. Um, yeah, other than that, I think the league's doing good. We all got some some good uh, fantasy managers here. You know, it's competitive. Definitely not. Uh, Definitely not a cupcake league. You gotta gotta be ready. Gotta be looking oh. at those waivers. I mean, you look at Paul. Paul, three time champ, hasn't won in going to be over a half decade now. So it's definitely hard to win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, uh, he had a team this year though. I mean, well, it was just unlucky to start, and then his team just came back out of nowhere. And the playoffs came. He did not play so hot. He, uh, what hurt Paul was that he had to face the top regular season scoring team in the third place game two years in a row now. So, hate to see it. Yeah, but uh, you know, I'm looking up, looking up for this league. Uh, you do a great job. I mean, there's always the talk. You know, 
who's the, we have always in football of the 10 owners, who's the top three owner. And I personally think, I'm not just saying because you're on, I think you're a top three owner in this league. I think the, yeah. with the championship now, the resume is there. You can, obviously, I put Paul and Matt up there because they're the only multiple winners in 10 years. I mean, they've made seven, eight years of playoffs. But you have made five playoffs, you know, or five playoffs in seven years. Uh, that's that's more than uh, – the only person I would think even come close to top three, I think, is Andrew because of how good he's been. But you've made more playoffs than him. You've made more finals than him. And you got the same amount of chances. So I put Dark you years for Andrew, too. Yeah. We can't forget about that. It was a great year for Andrew. Definitely was looked at as the favorite to win the entire season. And then and he played well. I mean, we, we and Paul were way, way. Yeah, we would have blown you both out. That was crazy. Both, uh, actually, I keep forgetting that I did make a push there that Monday. I was thinking he blew me out in the finals. But uh, Stefan Diggs is 40-something points. Actually made it. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, would have been. Diggs. If you had lost because of that, if if my Jacoby Myers and Stefan Diggs would have scored eighty something points, you would have you just it would never bounced back from that. Uh, yeah, that would have been a tough one. But um, but going back to the owners, I think uh, no disrespect to anyone, but I think I'm 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 thinking I'm the best. You think you gotta have the attitude? Ooh, the best. I don't know. Everyone's got to think they're the best, right? You know, yeah. you can't be like saying I'm I'm you know mid level. Yeah, I mean, you got to put in, you got to put in consideration. If you want to be the best, you got to be better than Paul and Matt. And I think you look at it, you've been to two 10 man league finals and you won a 10 man league championship. Paul has only been to one 10 man league finals and no 10 man league championship. That's where it's the best. So, you know, you got to look at the, the small details, but no disrespect okay. to them. They've both won multiple. So, but uh, I don't all know. Got to be confident. You know, I got to yeah. alpha male it sometime. Yeah, and I, I think I think you you do great. But uh, anybody who comes on my show, my podcast for the second time, plays my new game. Let's I told, go. I told you a little bit about it yesterday. Uh, this game is called Jerry One True or False. So, the last game was five questions. This one is also five questions. It does get easier to harder. So you start out with a hundred points. The most points you can win is thirty two hundred. I'm going to say a statement about you as a fantasy owner and you, you don't have to wager before you wager after on how confident you are with the, with your answer. And uh, you'll tell me how much you want to wager. And if it's if you're right, you get the points and then you can wager all the way up to 3,200. And, uh, and if you get down to zero, the next question is worth one. So wager wisely the top score, only one person's play. Paul had got zero points. <laughs> he had sixteen hundred. He was going for it all, and he guessed wrong in the last question. So, but uh, are you ready to play, Jared? Yeah, let's go. All right, you have a hundred points. Question one. I I don't know why I say question. It's a statement. Is it true or false? True or false? Darren is five hundred. He has a winning percentage of five hundred in the fantasy football finals. True or false? True or false? So I have to say your wager and then say true or false. You have a hundred. Uh, You're a five hundred winning percentage in the finals of fantasy football. Yeah, remember, uh, remember it's I'm, easier to harder. Uh, so I'm gonna wait. So how many points do I have again? 
You have a hundred. A hundred. I'll wager all of it. Okay. And I'll go. I'll go true. Five hundred. I think I'm one on one. And that is correct. It is true. <laughs> you are you are one of one. You lost to 2017 to Josh and you beat me in 2020. So that's 500. 200 points. All right, here we go. Statement two. Jared is now the richest owner in all of Jerry One Fantasy Sports. True or false? I'll wager it all and I'll go true. And that is correct. You are up <laughs> to 400 points. That is true. Four hundred dollars. Can you believe that? After all that input, <laughs> the big jackpot it. this week or this yeah. last week. You're actually looking at the two richest owners in zero and fantasy sports right here. So, okay, statement three in fantasy football: your longest winning streak is six games. True or false? Longest winning streak is six games in fantasy uh, football. Six games, true or false? Um, you don't have to wager at all. I'll go. I'll go half with it. Whatever. I have half points. Four hundred, so that'd be two hundred. Uh, and I'll say, I'll say true. And that is incorrect. It yeah. is actually a five-game winning streak. From week five to week nine and back in 2016. So you have lost 200 points. You dropped down to 200, which is still the top score. But, but, all right, let's see. Let's get it back right here. Statement four. I sent you these stats for a reason because there's going to be one question about a fantasy college basketball. Oh, man. I do these top three points finishes in all my leagues. You did not receive a top. You did not finish in the top three in scoring in any of the 15 regular season weeks in that one season of fantasy college basketball. True or false? Uh, I mean, I think I think I was the worst team in that league. Um, so I'd I'd probably say true. I did not finish. How much? How much you wager? Uh, let's do it all for for the viewers. You said you're saying false, 200. Yeah. And that is incorrect. I Damn. am so sorry, Jaron, but <laughs> you were down to zero. You did finish third in scoring. Had to look this up. <laughs> week four and week seven of that season. So. Oh, man. College <laughs> fantasy know that. basketball. Don't act like you had that in your head. <laughs> I don't think anyone in the world knew that. I think I picked all Bonaventure guys anyway. So, All right. So you're at zero points. Like I said, if you get to zero during the game, the next question is worth one. So if you get this right, you're going to have the top score with one point. Statement five. In, uh, in fantasy football, you have the second best second half regular season record in the second half of fantasy football you have the second best regular season record it's a tough question for True this year uh for all, for time. all time second best winning percentage in the second half of the regular season are you a good second half guy are you the second best of the second half in fantasy football True uh, or false? um you have nothing to lose here 
Let's go with <laughs> let's go with true because I'm confident in myself. I don't know. And that is correct. Hey, there we hey, go. Finished with one point. You that is true. You are second in winning percentage in the second half. Only trailing Paul, who has a seventy point uh, seven. He has a seventy five percent winning percentage. A record of 45 and 15. You are 571 winning percentage. Record of 24 and 18 in the second half. So. I'll take it. All right, Jaron. Yeah, not your best game, but you, you have now had the top scores in both <laughs> games. <laughs> this, I don't think this one's going to stand very long. No, uh, we will see. But uh, before I get you out of here, back to back, have you even thought about it? No, not really. Haven't you put in your head? Like, what would that – I mean, what will it take for you to win in 2021 again? Another good draft, another good waiver pickup. So, once we give our team for next year, I think I can get a little uh, a little more confident. But definitely, definitely not going to draft Joe Mixon in 2021, tell you that. Official. Official. <laughs> I'd go – I'll go reach for a guy over picking Joe Mixon. I don't know. He can go off next year and – Make me eat my words, but that man's never seen a Joe Buck Yourself uniform again. Tell you that. You're keeping the name, Joe Buck Yourself. Yeah. Now that we won a championship, I think it's only right. Right? You know? You know, I don't want to come in changing good things. So never forget but, you came into this league with the name My Team is better than yours. <laughs> I mean, hey, we were number one seed and when yeah. we just kind of fell out in the playoffs, so yeah. But um, what else for twenty twenty one back to back? Uh, like I said, I just gotta see, gotta see our team. You know, I've heard, I've heard a couple people in our league say, you know, I'm not the best drafter. I think they're probably eating the words now, seeing, you know, seeing what I was able to do. You know, flip some, flip some key pieces for major trades. My guys, Jonathan Taylor and Miles Gaskin. Let them know. But, but uh, you know, I think the biggest takeaway from this year, you know, going into looking into next year is that, you know, I have a championship and, you know, Justin doesn't. So, I mean, I know a few, he won, he wouldn't let me hear the end of it. So that's very true. But, uh, yeah, Jaron, uh, I don't think I'm going to have you on for a long time on this podcast for this year of 2021, <laughs> since you were in your off season, you only play fantasy football, but, uh, you know, enjoy the championship, enjoy the year. And, uh, you know, congratulations. I know I was so close, but, you know, we're building something here. But uh, congratulations, and I wish you the best of luck this offseason, and we'll talk soon down the line for the new season. Thanks, man. Hopefully you'll be able to see our, our rings we're getting fitted for. So hopefully yeah, soon I'll bring to the man. draft. But That's, uh, that's something we got to do. Yeah, we definitely got to do something like that. Now that I've won, I can say we, we definitely got to do it. <laughs> but, Darren, but. thank you for coming on. All right, man. Thanks for having me. It was fun again. So, it was good to have Jaron come on. Good to catch up with him. It was good to have a guest. You know, it's been so long since we've done one of these, and uh, you know, it's good to have good to talk to someone. Sucks probably not going to talk to Jaron at least until August, September, somewhere around here in 2021. We'll won't have him out for a while. But uh, let's talk a little fantasy basketball. It is week three. It is the fifth season now of Jaron fantasy basketball. Fourth season did not finish with Sam, Kyle, Jack, and Larry in the semifinals. It was looking like two upsets from four days ago, Larry over Kyle and Jack over Sam. Jack was trying to get revenge over Sam from their first season together in Jerry Fantasy Sports back in the 2018. 
fantasy baseball finals, the inaugural year of fantasy baseball. But uh, Jack and Larry just couldn't get the, the pandemic stopped them. So here we are, fifth year. We are now down to a 12-man league. We lost three teams this year, Phil, Tom, and Evander. Evander, who had been in it for four years, he'd been there since the start. So that was kind of a shocking loss. But uh, Phil, Tom, and Evander are now out of year one. I want to thank you guys all for being a part of it. Uh, but uh, you're always welcome back if we can find a spot for you in the league. Uh, yeah, so Phil's done after one year. Tom's done after one year. And Evander's done after four years. So. Get a new addition, Justin Kiefer, who played on the fantasy hockey last year, who also didn't finish. But, uh, you know, him and uh, he was in the tight matchup with Nate in the fantasy hockey semis. Justin, his season did not end. Justin Kiefer, I should say, since there's two Justins out. And they're playing each other this week, so we'll talk about that. So Justin joins the fantasy basketball league. Um, you know, the fantasy basketball, we started out eight-man league. First year, then it went to 12, then it went to uh, 10. Then it went to 14. Now it's back to 12. So we're still trying to find its way with this league here, even in the fifth year. Some uh, the standings right now look like uh, Kyle, Larry, Matt, and Sam all 2-0. Kurt and Blake are 1-1, and they're in the playoffs right now. So there's only six teams that make it this year instead of the seven last year with 14. Six make it. Only a 12-week regular season compared to the 16-week regular season that we've seen the last few years. Justin. Kiefer and myself are one-on-one. We're outside the playoffs right now. Uh, Paul, Josh, and Justin Hilwa and Jack are all in to the playoffs as well. So, you know, a long way to go. You know, it's a short season, 10 weeks to make up. You know, this is a very tight league. This is probably the tightest league I've ever seen in Jerry Ward. To be honest, even the football leagues, you know, there's always, you know, the question marks about me and Fletch. You know, and Justin, you know, there's question marks, uh, you know, whether or not we can compete in fantasy football. Here in this basketball league this year, though, the 12 teams, I think there's a very good conversation that all 12 to win the championship this year. And it's probably the tightest league I've ever seen. I mean, you look at Sam, he's never missed the playoffs. Kyle's never missed the playoffs. Larry's never missed the playoffs. I've never missed the playoffs. Paul's a former champ. I'm a former champ. Paul has made two of his three playoffs. Matt has made three of his four playoffs. Justin's made three straight playoffs. Jack made the playoffs last year. Kurt made the playoffs last year. Josh was in the semifinals two years ago. Blake was 10 and six, missed the playoffs last year. You know, first ever team, four games over 500 to miss the playoffs. And Justin Kiefer's the newbie in the league. He never missed a fantasy, very one fantasy sports playoffs. So, you know, right there, it's just like, who's going to make it? You know, out of the six teams, you know, it's very tight. I'm not going to really get into the whole matchups this week. Uh, I'll just take, tell you a few things to look out for in week three. I think a Kurt setback. You know, Kurt lost to Sam in week two. Heartbreaker because of Stephen Curry went off on Sunday night. The final game of the week in week two. Is there a Kurt setback? That is one thing to look out for. Will Larry beat Sam for the first time in zero in fantasy sports? He's 0-6 all the time. Uh, will that happen, or will Sam continue his dominance in this huge battle of 2-0 teams, the lone battle of 2-0 teams in Week 3? And then it's the battle of the Justins in Week 3 as well. Justin Hill versus Justin Kiefer, first time we've seen this. Both need a win. Justin Kiefer don't want to lose two straight and fall back. Justin Hill needs a win to not fall to 0-3. And then a 12-week season, 0-3. Not going to cut it, even though Paul, also in a 12-week season, fantasy football, made the playoffs at 0-5. 
first ever team to ever do that in fantasy in Jerry one fantasy sports. No own four team that ever has that even done that. And then one little bold prediction, maybe for week three, look out for Josh. I know he's playing Kyle. Kyle's the top scoring team so far. Um, you know, Kyle dominating team last year, um, won the regular season champ- scoring championship last year as well. But watch out for Josh. I think Josh can make a little bit of surprises this week. I could be completely wrong, but uh, that's my bold prediction for week three. And uh, fantasy basketball is looking good. It's tight. It is very tight. I don't know how I'm going to make playoffs. So, because, I mean, you got to look at Sam and Kyle. You got to think they're in. The way Larry's been playing, you got to think he's got to have a spot. Paul, you know, you know, he won 33 of his first 39 games in this league. And then Paul's lost 10 of his last 18. But I don't know. Matt's been playing well. Curse of threat. Uh, Jack wants some unfinished business. Blake played well in week two. I don't know. It's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. That's fantasy basketball, though. We'll get more into it. We'll get someone on from the league here maybe next week. But, you know, closing thoughts. I uh, just want to say uh, fantasy hockey. I'm going to send out some text maybe today or tomorrow. Today's Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Uh, yeah, I'm going to send out some text. We'll try to get a draft maybe this Sunday. Season starts next Wednesday. So, fantasy hockey, if you are interested, hit me up. Hit me up real soon. By the end of the week, I'll try to get you in the league. Fantasy hockey coming back. I just have no information on it right now. Fantasy basketball, though, it's looking good so far. Uh, let's get a couple happy belated birthday. I know I've been on since like Halloween. Uh, Tom Canale, not in the league anymore, not in Jerry One anymore. Happy belated birthday, November 23rd. That was a while ago, but uh, happy birthday, Tom. Uh, Sam Shields, December 6th. Uh, happy belated birthday, Sam. You know, it was also a while ago, but. Uh, Happy belated birthday. Thanks for being part of Jerry One. Uh, you know, you got the one championship. I think you got a few more coming here soon. Andrew Luchasi, December 30th. Happy birthday. Belated birthday, Andrew. Hope everything's all going well in China. I know it was a tough end of your fantasy football season, but uh, happy belated birthday, Andrew, Tom, and Sam. Uh, and thanks, Jaron, for coming on. You know, this was episode 14. Good to talk to Jaron. Probably not going to talk to him for a while, but uh, here on the show, I talk to him like every day. Uh, yeah, that's that's episode 14. You know, fantasy football is done, 10th year's in the books. Fantasy basketball, fifth year is uh just underway. Fantasy hockey's fourth year, we're figuring it out. I'm gonna send some text out, and everyone, fantasy baseball's fourth year now. Wow, yeah, that's coming up this summer, maybe the spring. Not sure when baseball's coming back, but uh, we won't be talking much fantasy baseball unless it's on one of the questions or the statements in my games. But, yeah, that's episode 14. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope we'll be back next week. Uh, not sure who's on. Never do. And I'm just a big fan of my setup. And one, one more surprise that I do have. I do have this green screen. Not sure how to work it yet, but uh, we'll try to figure something out. Yep. Thanks for watching episode 14. Thank you, Darren, for coming on. And we'll see you next time on the Jerry One Fantasy Sports Podcast.